0: Good morning, Delaware. It is a chilly morning here in Delaware, but it is going to be a great weekend. I just have that feeling. I just think everything's going to be just copacetic because I think Cincinnati's going to win. I think Buffalo's going to win. I think it's going to be a great weekend.
1: Go sports ball!
0: (laughs) Molly Myers-Lebedee, the deputy director of the Delaware County District Library and no fan of sports.
2: Copacetic? Coat I
0: Senate, enjoy yes. going to, though. <laughs> I just
1: don't
2: follow, though.
0: <laughs> that other voice you heard is Karen Cowan, the president of the Friends of the Delaware County District Library, and our sponsor. And if you've ever watched TV shows about TV shows, you know how much we all love our sponsors. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's great to see you, Karen. Great to have you on the show to today. Be here. And uh, Molly is sitting in for Nicole, who is, uh will be back next week, uh, all things considered, we hope. I think I'm a regular I've, here. <laughs> you are, you're, you're really, yeah, you're you're racking up the points. You're going to have to join after host. Yep. Hahahaha <laughs> So, but you know, that might be a good idea because Mm -hmm. we do have some changes coming at the library, which we'll talk about in the second half of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So anyway, uh, so Molly, what are you reading, listening to, binging on, whatever?
1: Oh, today I'm going to tell you about somewhere I've been. Oh,
0: okay. That's even better. I decided a little trip. Your travels are, you know, it's like Gulliver's Travels or Sullivan's Travels. (laughs) Well, you
1: know, it's my belief in we don't know our own neighborhoods. We don't know our own state. Like I go to other states and we all do the tourism things, but we don't ever see our own. So today I'm going to talk about Mount Vernon, Ohio. Which is such a beautiful treasure in Ohio. I had no idea. I knew they had a good library. So the first thing we did is they have a fountain of dogs downtown. Did you know that?
0: A fountain of dogs? A fountain
1: of dogs. Is so it,
0: a, you drink from it? You become a dog like the fountain of youth?
1: It's even better. <laughs> it's even better, though. That would be the life. Um, it's this fountain, and it's got dogs inside and outside. And you can tell I went in the winter, but in the summer water shoots out of their mouths there's even a cat and a horse and and a bird in the middle but it is this fountain with different breeds of dogs all around it that's right where the nazarene college is and okay. all i'd known about mount vernon is i had two cousins go there okay so that's how this started so i was pretty happy lloyd was like okay you found a mountain a uh, fountain of dogs but it got better from there we went down and found a coffee shop And then we went to a bookshop where they're like, come on in with your coffee. The whole point of being next door to them is so that you can bring it on in. Wonderful selection. The people there were just the friendliest staff I met. Every store we went in, everybody was so nice. They even had a comic book gaming shop for Lloyd. So, you know, (laughs) gaming that I drove drove him outside in the cold (laughs) to see a fountain of dogs. Then we found this place that made pierogies. They had like five no probably more like 12 types of pierogies that you could order from and you could get a mix of them you could decide what you wanted with it unbelievable and then the thing that really got it at the end and i got to pull it up so I get the correct name of it they have a park there that is made from an old glass factory it's called Ariel Foundation Park so they demolished the glass factory but they left pieces of it you can walk up the spire it's like uh, the staircase is built all around their old spire, so you can walk up the top of it. You climb up these mountains, and you can just overlook, like, the design and the shapes of it just overlooks what it would look like with glass. There's, like, a glass river, though I have to say people keep stealing the glass, and they need to cut it out because <laughs> it would have been a lot prettier if it was full of glass. But they even they saved everything. So the building for the glass factory was made with iron from the World's Fair and so they took it from the World's Fair, from the buildings that they had, the 18—let me get the—see if I can find the year right here. I should have brought my pictures up because nobody's quoting the year in this one. But the, you know, the sort of the big World's Fair, the one we always talk about that— In Chicago? They, they, in Chicago. In
0: 1893.
1: 1893. They drove that steel back. Wow. And put it into this building. So when they tore it down, they left the steel sort of exposed and they turned it into like bent sculptures and things like that. I mean, this park, you're going to get your steps in and have a lot of fun doing it. They have one of those relaxing parks where you walk through a circle and things. This was one of my favorite, you know, parks. You're sometimes like, okay, trees. I love it. I'm feeling nature. But there are little things explaining the factory, how it was built, you know, pieces of it all over the place. So, Mount Vernon is definitely a day trip everybody should do. It was worth every second of our day. So... Take a trip, uh, Delaware. Go see one of your neighbors <laughs> to the north.
0: <laughs> All right, great. Thank you. And uh, hats off to John, the director there. John Chichester is the director of the Mount Vernon Library. So And
1: Cassandra um, Peters, his deputy, is fantastic. That is an amazing library system.
0: So. So, Karen, uh, have you been traveling, or are you could tell us about something? No, you were supposed to be traveling, and you're not. I'm sorry let's to say, yes. talk, no, about, let's, let's that. talk about that. <laughs> it's supposed right. to be
2: in the warm. Um, Mount Vernon also has, outside of Mount Vernon, also has one of the largest Friends of the Library bookshops I have ever seen because they have an old meatpacking plant there that the Friends of the Library have just taken over, and it's like rooms of books. So go outside of the city a little bit if you go over there and help the Friends of the Library out, too.
1: Um <laughs>
2: I haven't been traveling because it's cold out there. (laughs) It's cold out (laughs) there. I don't want to do that. So I um, got one of these Curl Up by the Fireplace read books. (laughs) And it's called The Last Time I Lied by Ridley Sager. And it is a mystery. And I have never heard of this mystery writer before, but he's got several books out. And this one was really good. It takes place, um, the the scene starts, and there's a 13-year-old girl at a camp, the uh, six-week, you know, stay over summer camp, and she's in her cabin, and she wakes up, and it she hears the nature. She's from Manhattan. She doesn't like the nature. She doesn't <laughs> like a lot of things, and then she looks around, and her three cabin mates are gone, 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 and she starts looking around the camp, and she goes out because they have a big lake there, and she screams at the top of her lungs. Everybody comes. Nobody can find the girls. Nobody can find the girls. Wow. So the next scene is 15 years later, and she's an artist, and she's painting these murals that are barn-sized landscapes, and they're dark black pictures and smoke gray and blood red, and they're these landscape scenes. But then she paints the three girls that are missing. She has a series of 13 pictures, and these three girls are painted in every one of the pictures, but nobody knows it. Because she puts them in there, then she paints over them. Then she huh. puts so she's really obsessed by the fact that these girls are missing, and she accused some people at the camp of doing some wrong to these girls, and so she has that going. So she has a lot of angst about this thing. So she's invited back to the camp to teach
0: because the <laughs> camp the camp
2: had closed and they wanted to reopen. Fifteen years they thought this was a good thing to do, and so she goes back as do several other people who had been camp mates um, came back to teach. So they know her story. They know what happened at the camp. And um, they don't have room for the adults to have in one cabin. So they put the adults with the campers. Again, teenage girls. So she's staying with three teenage girls.
0: Nothing bad can come from No,
1: this isn't the start of a They
2: go missing.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Her idea was
2: to go back and find things, you know, find out what happened. In her search to find out what happened, these girls go missing. She's accused of really doing bad things to these girls. I'm not going to tell you what happens. All I'll tell you is I didn't see it coming. It is a really good book. So if you want something to keep you through the weekend when it's going to be below zero, just curl up <laughs> with a really good mystery. The last time I lied with, by Ridley Sager. I've got that, three days off. This sounds
1: like a plan. A cup that, of hot cocoa and a oh, good mystery. Oh, yeah. Or uh-huh. a glass of wine. That, even better. <laughs> I won't be at work. You're right. There you go.
0: <laughs> that That was an excellent book talk. An excellent book. Yes. Book. <laughs> so, um, I, I my book this week is a, a Christmas gift I got from a friend of mine. Uh, it's called All About Me: My My Remarkable Life in Show Business by Mel Brooks.
1: Oh, that's it's so his cute.
0: autobiography. It came out the end of November. It is so good. Uh, if you don't know Mel Brooks, he's an EGOT, which means he's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Uh, mm-hmm. For TV, he worked, he wrote for Sid Caesar, for your show of shows in Caesar's Hour. He created Get Smart with Buck Henry. I loved that. Uh, and then he won three Emmys for playing Uncle Phil on Mad About You uh, in the 90s mm-hmm. a, for Best Supporting Comedic Actor. Movies, that's how I got to know Mel Brooks the second time around. The Producers, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, High Anxiety, (laughs) Silent Movie, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Spaceballs, and History of the World Part One.
1: All my favorites.
0: Movies that will leave you in stitches, all of them. Uh, The first time I heard uh, Mel Brooks was with Carl Reiner in The 2000-Year-Old Man. Heard that when I was in high school before the producers, I think before I saw The Producers, uh, where... It was totally improvised. Carl Reiner would interview Mel Brooks, who was this 2,000-year-old man. He knew. He'd been around for 2,000 years. He'd been married hundreds of times. <laughs> he had thousands of children, none of whom ever call, None of them ever write. I <laughs> he, understand. He, yeah, uh, he, he was the waiter at the Last Supper. Uh, he, so, I mean, it's hysterical. Uh, and then, of course, on Broadway, he produced the producers as the Broadway oh, okay. musical, winning 12 Tonys, which is still an all-time record, even more yeah. than Hamilton, uh, and Young Frankenstein. The producers ran for over 2,500 performances. The uh, Young Frankenstein ran for almost 500. Then, if that wasn't enough, he was also producer of some of the best movies of the 80s, Elephant Man, Francis, The Fly, My Favorite Year, 84 Charing Cross mm-hmm. Road, under his uh, Brooks Films company. So just an incredibly talented man. This book is just fun. He does not use this book to get even with anybody. Everybody is my dear friend. my good. He must have called people my good friend or my dear friend 250 times in this 400-page book. I it. And it's all over the place. It's everybody from politicians to uh, other actors, producers, uh, artists, all sorts of different people. So... Uh, like I said, there's no bad guys in this book. The backstage stories are almost all upbeat and positive. Uh, when he when they were working on the producers, he was working with um, a producer, to, uh, director to do the show. His what and the produ- the this director's wife was S- Susan Stroman. Her husband died while they were planning the producers so it stopped the show while they were working on it then they realized susan stroman had been involved with every step of the thing so why doesn't she just take over and that would help her in the grieving process which it wow, did yeah. and she won the tony for best director of a musical for, for that <laughs> and first time out of the box so uh just stories like that are are what really make this go but what re- there's there's two people for whom the big love uh, three people actually is reserved sid Caesar. Yeah. Sid Caesar mm-hmm. gave him his first start. He was writing jokes for him when he got just first got out of the Army, uh, and Sid was doing a nightclub show, and then we got offered his first TV show, The Admiral Review. He brought him on, and then he stayed with him for the 10 years that Sid Caesar was on television. Uh, Carl Reiner, the second person he has deep love for, uh, who was his cohort with 2,000-year-old man and was his best friend until Carl passed away. And, of course, Ann Bancroft. Oh, How yeah. the schlepper from, New- from Brooklyn, Mel Brooks, <laughs> Married one of the most beautiful, <laughs> talented, wonderful actresses, and had this forty year love story. It should be a movie in and of itself. So anyway, this is a really good book. He's he's really proud of his kids, especially his uh his son with uh with Anne Bancroft, Max Brooks, who wrote World War Z.
1: He's one of my favorite. He also did the Bigfoot book I talked about yep. a few months ago. And the zombie
0: survival handbook.
1: And I've read all of them. He's yep. one of my favorite horror writers. To be raised by a comedian and yeah. be able to write <laughs> horror like that is amazing. Yep. So
0: anyway, like I said, it's a fun book there's no scandals there's no dirt it's just a a lot of borscht belt humor and a lot of heavy-duty name dropping so it's again it's called all about me uh, my remarkable life in show business and it's by mel brooks so highly recommended if you like any kind of show business books you'll really like this so and we're going to take a break here when we come back karen Cowan's going to talk about some of the great things that the friends have got going uh, a major donation some wonderful things that, that we've got planned in terms of author visits so please stay tuned Thank you very much, Gage. Tell us. Always glad to have you back there behind the board. Of course. So we are <laughs> delighted to have Karen Cowan, the president of the Friends of the Delaware County District Library, with us this morning. How are you doing, Karen?
2: I am cold. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs>
0: yeah. Thank you. yeah, that's true. You can hardly blame you. The, the uh, I, it's funny. I'm seeing you wearing your Miami University sweatshirt because oh, I know your, your granddaughter goes there. Yes. And of course, Molly is a graduate of Miami. And our "Telling a People's Story" exhibition was curated by Miami University. So. so so we just proud had of such that. a great combination here. I actually, I actually took a five-day course at Miami back when I was just a baby librarian. <laughs> so, anyway,
2: it was planned. It was planned. And I mm-hmm. did that all it's... because I knew all this. <laughs> yes, just wanted to you know that. Okay, great. It's good to know. So,
0: <laughs> let's talk about what the friends are doing because you guys are all over the board. You got some great stuff coming up.
2: We have had 2022 is beginning as really a great year for the friends. I mean, a super super year for the friends. First of all, we got a just huge generous donation from Mrs. Catherine Morrison, who is the mother of one of the children's librarians in Delaware Library. Mr. George, everybody knows Mm -hmm. Mr. Mr. George. Mr. George was on the show last (laughs) Last week, and his musical talent is absolutely phenomenal. He can sing, he can play all kinds of instruments, and this donation is in memory of Mr. George's father, Mr.
0: Also George Morrison. Senior George, I'm not sure how to put that. No, they've got different middle initials. (laughs) He's got a different middle initial, and George's son, George, also has a different middle initial. okay. That's how they, so none of them are actually juniors.
2: No, Well, George, George, and George. The first George. It's in memory of of, um, George's father, and it's for music appreciation programming at the library. And this is just phenomenal because we know that the library is a cultural center of Delaware, and this is just going to add to that. Um, I know that George... Needham and George Morrison are talking about what that program is going to be, so please stay tuned because that's going to be really cool.
0: Right, it it could be it's pretty open in what we can do with this, so it might be it might involve collection things for the mm-hmm. uh, that people can check out, but it also might include performances. I know we we have such wonderful musical talent here in the in the county yeah. that it'll be great to be able to actually showcase some of that local talent at the library, both at uh, the Delaware Library and at the uh, at Orange, maybe at the the lawns at Powell and Ostrander, and even when the new library opens. So we are really yes. excited about yes. this gift. So thank you very much to the Morrison family. Yes. We will be thanking you in a much more public way soon. Yes,
2: yes, so. yes, yes. That was just, I mean, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. I We got that phone call. That was super. The second thing that's happened that is just super is out of the blue, I got a um, letter from Jody Everett from Beanbag Books, and as – People in Delaware probably know she's remodeling her store, so she has books that she can't sell. They're probably out of print or whatever, and she has donated those to the Friends of the Library, and that is just really cool. We're um, George and the Library has first dibs on them. They're going to take a lot of them out, put them in the collection at Liberty, and supplement their children's, because they're mostly children's and young adult books, and then we haven't quite decided how we're going to handle the what we have left, but it's just going to be, it's that was just so cool
0: yeah it's a great wonderful gift to us we yes. really can't can't thank them enough for that uh, I know that Kyle in tech services has been collecting them and just box after box after box <laughs> of yes. these materials coming in. There's so
1: many ways we can use them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Summer
0: Reading Club, we can use them yes. to supplement the collection. We can use them for the new branch. It's going to be a, a great yeah. donation. Yeah. And so big thanks to the, our friends at Beanbag. They've also been wonderful about doing things like handling the book sales yes. at our various author programs, yes. which we also need to which talk about here. we also need
2: to talk about real quickly. First of all, we need to talk about our book sale that's coming up this uh, next Saturday, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. So if
0: you're listening on Sunday's rebroadcast, yes. you still have an opportunity 29th. to come. It's the 29th <laughs> right.
2: of January. It's going to be at Orange. It's going to be in the lobby, so we're not going to make you be in the cold garage. Uh, <laughs> you can come in and get warm. And we've Orange has lots of books. We have oh, lots yeah. of donations. We've called some books from the collection. So we have a lot of books. We'll have a lot of different genres. So come out to our book sale um, January 29th, 9 to 3. And our author visit is Sarah Nisha Adams, and she's going to be on February twenty second, and she is coming to us from London,
0: yep. and mm-hmm. she's
2: going to be virtual, and we're doing a T four,
0: T at two, T at two, <laughs> and we're
2: partnering it. with um, Fresh Start Bakery for that. Mm-hmm. So right. mm-hmm. um, tickets are online um, on Eventbrite. So go to your Eventbrite site, and you can pull it up and. Um, that's going to be pretty cool. The book that she wrote is The Reading List, and so it's a new book with a whole lot of old books in it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and I've got a copy of it thanks to you, Karen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She loaned me her Kindle so I could read this because there's a, a, a waiting list yes. at the library. And yes. So um, even I can't jump the list yeah. <laughs> no. uh, or the line. So, uh, and uh, I will say Sarah Nisha Adams is going to be our guest on the show on February 4th. Uh, so I've got to talk to Gage about how we're going to bring her in. So, but uh, that should be really exciting to, to yes. uh, have her on, as a guest on the show and then to do a program for the Friends. Yes. So.
2: And if you plan ahead, which I know everybody does. Everybody. Mark on your calendar March 5th because we're going to have our first kind of really book sale at, Delaware with the new shelving and stuff. I know we had kind Mm -hmm. of one at the end of last year, but now we've got more shelves. The books are better.
1: The books are organized. It looks amazing in there. Every time I go in there, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, you guys have taken it to the next level. And my husband is shopping for more shelves. (laughs) Of course he is. I would expect nothing less. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) that's going
2: to be our bookstore, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, we we
0: tried to get your meatpacking uh, plan. Mount Vernon wouldn't. it up, seriously
2: so. <laughs> you need to go to that place oh my god it's amazing <laughs> amazing plus kenyan college gave him a lot of shelving oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. okay so you can it, but it doesn't smell like meat either so that's good,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. books that yeah. smell like meat don't No, don't appeal no, 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 no. no.
2: <laughs> so that takes us up into march and then if you kind of watch the calendar we are looking we have scheduled a young writers workshop um i don't want to say too much about it because of covid but um we're trying, you know, yes and it, yeah. we're trying to to make sure that we have it so all of you young writers and all of you parents with young writers um stay tuned
0: and the uh, mm-hmm. if you're really looking ahead, April 26th and 27th, William Kent Krueger is going to be here oh and my God, here in Delaware. Cool. That's, that's going yeah. yeah. to be cool. That's going to be cool. Yes. Keep following up on that. So I, I love the friends. <laughs> At our board meeting on Tuesday, we had our new officers uh, sworn in. Uh, I mentioned last week that uh, Holly Quain from the Delaware Chamber is our new president, and mm-hmm. she had wonderful things to say yes. about the friends. Yes. Well yes. deserved. Uh, Scott Tedy is our vice president, and Connie Skinner is our secretary. They all got sworn in. Uh, so those were some of the major changes that came up. Uh, I also, at that meeting, announced that I will be retiring.
1: No! No! <laughs> no? Yeah. Stop! No. Yep, so,
0: <laughs> so that's that, uh, not until September, September 30th, and I wanted to give the board plenty of time because you don't just go out and you know, put out on an Indeed that you need a new library director. So th- it takes some time to get a search firm to do the uh, the kind of recruiting they want to do, interview them, give that person a chance to leave their current job, and all that stuff takes time. So I wanted to let them know that is sort of folded in with when the new library is going to open. If anyone
1: so. wants to help me try to trick him to stay, just just email me at mlabady at delamorelibrary.org. <laughs> I don't understand because it's only 40.
0: Uh-huh. I, mean, I can't
2: retire at 40. <laughs> no. I
0: socks older than that (laughs) (laughs) but back to what we're really doing at the library this week we already talked a little bit about what's going on with the uh with the friends we have book clubs coming up this week and speaking of william kent krueger the uh the book club uh around the world in books and bites which is a registered event that's coming up this monday is going to be talking about ordinary grace by william kent yes uh that's one of uh the their uh his best sellers on Tuesday, we've got books clubs going on at three libraries. At the uh, the Delaware Main Library, they're doing Kitchens of the Great Midwest by J. Ryan Stradle. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, <laughs> that's at uh, 1 o'clock. The Powell Book Club is at 530, and that's, they're doing Dear Edward by Anna Napolitano. And then Ostrander is doing A Week in Winter by Maeve Binchy. Now, if you time it right, you can hit all three. And I think Linda Silverstein yes. will. because yes, she she She's yeah. a member yeah. of the Friends Board, and she is just yeah. a, a book club groupie. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. and she, she will be at all of them. We do have the Telling of People's Story exhibit is staying at the Delaware Main Library Don't through this week. Don't miss this. Don't miss it. Absolutely. It'll be there through... January thirty first, and then it moves to Orange. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely don't miss it. But whether you see it at Orange or whether you see it at Delaware, it is a really moving exhibit. It's mm-hmm. really worth seeing. So uh, make sure you get a chance to take a look at that. We do have our new flyer out, which has all of the author programs that we're going to yes. be doing <laughs> for the coming year. Our, the so next many. One, we've got so many. Yeah, yes. and Like I said, we're going to have um, we're going we're to have Sarah Nisha Adams on the radio show on February twenty second. Uh, I'm sorry, on February fourth, and she's coming on February twenty second. Greg Christie, who is the an illustrator who is part of the Telling the People's Story exhibit.
1: I can't wait to see him.
0: He is gonna be on the show here in person mm-hmm. on February 11th. He's doing a paint night that night at Orange. And then he, on Saturday, he will be giving guided tours of the Telling a People's Story oh, that's exhibit. so I cool. am so excited Plus, for this. Plus a bookbinding workshop for teens, tweens, and adults. That is, that is, is so to cool. It is gonna be quite a day, February uh, uh, 11th and 12th. And that's all at the Orange Branch Library. That's all free. So make sure you, you plan around that. Because I think you're really going to enjoy it. So, Karen, again, I can never thank the friends enough for everything you guys do for the library—from the radio show to the support that you give us in the community to being part of uh, when we make you know we're, when we're at the Delaware Chamber of Commerce, or the Powell Chamber of Commerce, when we are out in the in the community. You guys just do a great job representing the library and and the library's users, and we really appreciate that. We
2: we love you guys, and the library is. Is a jewel in this city and in this county that we need to treasure.
0: Well, thank you very much, Molly. It's always great sharing the, the, the mic with you. I love
1: being here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's why I'm not worried about the radio show. I know we've got it's in good hands. When I'm gone, you guys will cover it just fine. It's
1: also like 15 minutes from my house. I can sleep in. <laughs> yes, this is
0: actually a lot more convenient for me too. I yeah. can actually. Uh, I had time this morning to make myself an omelet for breakfast. So, yeah. And yeah. you didn't
1: bring
2: us any. <laughs> no, I uh, didn't.
0: You'd think of how cold it would have been by the time I got here. So anyway, we got a microwave.
1: <laughs> That's right, Gage. Right, keep we got honest. a break room yeah. now.
0: <laughs> I'm so guilty, I just won't be able to work at the library anymore. Okay, no, <laughs> no. All right. Well, anyway, thank you again, Gage, for your work behind the board. Absolutely. We always appreciate it. And we will see you in the stacks.